hey, y'all. Hey, 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 and hey. <laughs> I won't just say hey for the whole show, but um, as far as the intro, that is my sentiment. So, hey, hello, hi, happy September. Um, happy fourth quarter of the year of 2021. Happy beginning of the last four months of 2021. Um, Happy, happy almost fall. I know a lot of people are anticipating the fall season. Um, so come on autumn for the people that just cannot live without it. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's a happy, but it's more so like wishing or um, bringing forth awareness as what we love to do here on the B-Mix. So happy um, suicide prevention. I believe it's Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, but Suicide Prevention Month. Um, happy to that. Um, and in light of that, oh, hey, Moni. Hi, beautiful. I love you. Um, all right. I ain't going to be in my feels, but I'm in my feels. Um, happy, y'all. So welcome and welcome back to another episode of The Bee Mix right here on BeExposedRadio.com. You already know what Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for, um, or rather who, and I'm one of these days, I'm gonna get that right. I always say what, but who Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time are for, for everyone, the unseen, the unheard, the overlooked, the misguided, the miss, the forgotten, um, I hope I say the misforgotten. So the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you or for the person that just does not belong anywhere, the me, be so welcome. Um, you know that here on the B-Mix, we really encourage and uh, work to uh, provide and to create. Um, I think we've done over the past year, now we're over a year now, uh, over the past year, I think that... Um, Okay. All right. Uh, I'm slow. Okay. So bend it back. Okay. <laughs> my producer is amazing because he deals with me uh, and my slowness. Thank you. <laughs> um, and I was looking right at it and I should have been able to figure that out. Anywho, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, here we really love to, uh, what I was saying was I believe that we've done a pretty decent job over the, uh, over a year now um, of establishing and maintaining um, and now just working to sustain an environment, a safe haven environment, um, a safe space where people feel um, you know, comfortable with opening up is I know that even if folks, I mean, my idea, um, truly, ideally, I would love for one day for people really just to get to the point of like, hey, I'm gonna just say this in the comment. Hey, I'm gonna just text this into the show. I'm gonna just call into the show and say this with my name out loud. This is what I'm dealing with. This is who I am. This is what uh, the questions that I have, you know, the things that I'm facing or what have you. Um, and so I believe in order for us to take that to another level that I now have to be even more open and vulnerable and transparent parent um, with my stuff. Truly, I've been carrying some stuff for a while. And so um, I think in order for us to continue on to do that, it's for me to really open up to y'all about like some stuff that I have really been carrying and dealing with. And it's really in the light of, um, honestly, to 
really to, I don't know what word I'm trying to, I don't want to say pay homage, but I guess for lack of any better word, to pay homage to um, the unfortunate um, unfortunate amount of lives that have been lost. I don't, I don't care the fact that it was by way of suicide, meaning that technically someone took their own life, um, but that is a life that is lost um, on this side of glory, right? And so uh, paying homage to, you know, the memorial of those people, we know just too many people, whether you know them personally um, or just hearing or just knowing that there's somebody out here, even just one, one is too many, someone out here that felt the need to end their life because of whatever they deemed uh, was important enough to where they felt this though. And I mean, that ranges, right? Just from uh, men, women, you know, different genders, different uh, uh, backgrounds, different ages. We're talking children, children, young children have ended their lives. And we know that we hear usually a lot of stories tied to bullying, um, but some of it really is just handling and dealing with life life, y'all, life stuff. So before we get any further into my life stuff, and I know that um, I have this, uh, the topic of our show tonight is Testimony Thursday, which I can guarantee is going to go into, might be for the month, I'm not sure, uh, but I know for sure it's going to go into next week. Um, because, well, I'll say that after I share this actually. So y'all know that I really enjoy sharing um, having our moment of um, a racial, uh, a history of racial injustice in America, um, uh, given by my favorite calendar, um, by Equal Justice Initiative. And so I'll show the uh, image for this month, since it's a brand new month. I think y'all can see that. It's a little glare. Sorry about that. I don't know why I was about to do this like it was on the, was done. there we go. Okay, so a glare. Y'all probably saw my broke nail, and that's fine. I'm showing up just the way that I am. Moni, <laughs> um, have you been able to tell that I have this yellow light over here? Does it bother you? Okay, sorry. I think about you anytime there's a yellow light now. I remember in the very beginning that you told me that you hate yellow lights. And so I always think of you. So I have now realized more yellow lights around my house than I thought I did. And I also hate yellow lights. So anyway, um, <laughs> so uh Oh, I'm sorry. I actually want to read the caption to the image that I just showed you. That caption um, reads, in February 1945, Staff Sergeant Herbert Ellison explained the GI Bill of Rights to Robert T. Walton, Tonio Carter, Lawrence Keyes, Sam Anderson, James Milhouse, and James West in Italy. Uh, and that's this um, uh, photo, uh, image is the word I was looking for, this image. Um, is by way of the Library of Congress. So the GI Bill of Rights, might want to look that up and uh, share that with us. I might do that um, probably during a commercial break or something. I don't know. First of all, let me go back and apologize because I do care um, to my folks that, whether well, if it's your first time, especially if it is, you know, if you're a returned viewer um, or even anyone that will catch the the replay of the show that I apologize deeply for my tardiness. Um uh, I'll get into why I was tardy, but I really, really, really do apologize for it. And I'm not going to use my story that I'm going to share with y'all as like an excuse because there's some good in it as to why I'm late. Um, but we got to get the story first just for it to be a storyline that makes sense, right? Okay. So our moment of uh, racial injustice 
in America is as follows. Uh, Thursday, September the 2nd, in 1885, white miners upset about competition for jobs killed 28 Chinese workers in, Wa- in Rock Springs, excuse me, Wyoming, causing hundreds to flee and sparking anti-Chinese violence across the West. So um, isn't it funny how, okay, isn't it funny how uh, we just witnessed this, you know, anti, uh, oh, I forget how they put it, but it was, you know, just really standing up for, you know, the Chinese Americans, right? I'm sorry. That is so wrong. Asian Americans, and I was going off of this because it said Chinese, so forgive me, but the Asian Americans um, and just speaking up for them and their rights and not for them to be, I don't I'm, not necessarily paraphrasing, but in a sense, because it's my own words, but um, speaking up for them and just about the violence that's been brought against them and their businesses. Um, I can't even say their communities, but I probably, um, I don't I don't believe so. Nothing rings a bell. And I'm not just thinking here in Baltimore, but um, across the nation, I, and nothing's really, um, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, please, but nothing's striking in my mind where it's like they're um, neighborhoods or anything that where you would find them living, but just usually like they're against their businesses or them personally at their place, um, uh, their establishment. And so it is pretty ironic though, as I know recently I've seen a few posts, I've um, just seen a few people talk about um, the mere fact that we've had to sit through really some Biden bashing, truthfully, that I don't really plan to get into um, cause I have to really work through <laughs> my feels about it. Um, I will say, I know that I wasn't horribly gung ho on the fact of, you know, big uncle Joe, you know, coming into the office. Cause I mean, it, it's still the same thing of like the better of the, was it lesser of the two evils? I think is how, they, how that phrase goes. Um, but truthfully, I technically, um, it seemed, especially at the time that anything, <laughs> anyone, anything's better than y'all boy Trump. So Donald, um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, but there's just a lot of, I'm seeing quite a bit of Biden bashing and it's been happening, but I think a, a, a higher volume of it going on as of recently. And, um, that, you know, they talked about the fact that, uh, you know, how's it feel? Like, hey, y'all were so gung-ho on getting him in office and he made sure before he did anything for the blacks that, he, you know, brought up this whole thing across the nation and, you know, kind of taking it for Asian Americans, all that, which, you know, just about anything said these days, some, it has some content, right? It has some context, has, has some, um, you know, some substance. Um, and so it's just this, this moment here that I just read about the white miners upset about competition for jobs, killed 28 Chinese workers in Rock Springs, Wyoming, causing hundreds to flee and sparking anti-Chinese violence against the, uh, across the West. Um, and here it is that it, it's usually us that have seen and portrayed to be like, oh, it's them. You know, it's the blacks, it's the coloreds that are going to buy hair at the hair stores and they cussing the Chinese out or the Asians out, you know, at the nail salons and this and that. It's the blacks, it's the blacks. But we didn't feel threatened about them taking jobs and made hundreds of them flee up and down a coast. Like, cut it out. Just saying. All right. That's my, whew, that's my spill there. Um, and it really just makes me, as I'm transitioning into um, just what I, you know, I'm going to share with y'all tonight is that it just, it really makes me, I don't even want to say meditate, but I guess like kind of hawk on 
the systems that we, you know, live in, that we are governed by, unfortunately. So it's the only way really to put it. Um, and so the reason why I say and, and wanted to, um, my phone is really like bugging out. It keeps telling me that my air gods are low, but where are they? It's weird. Um, anywho, but the, uh, sorry, I did lose my train of thought. I should have stayed focused. <laughs> Sorry, it's still me. It's still me, even though I'm sharing my stuff. It's still Benia, um, the the squirrel kind of girl um, that just gets gets sidetracked easily. It's working on it. Anywho, but um, like I said, the systems that we are governed by, and that's like the only way to describe that. And um, but oh, that's what I was getting into was that of why I even wanted to title or you know have the topic tonight of Testimony Thursday, where I want to say, uh, even as I get into my stuff, that I want anyone to feel free if you have anything to share um, that you would want to share, by all means, please feel free to do so. Um, be sure to like um, and to share the show. Um, the overall the B mix this particular episode, as well as feel free to call and or text in to the show during the show, 443-642-9403. Again, 443-642-9403. Proud of myself that I said it the second time and I didn't look at it. Um, it's not that I really remembered it, it kind of just flowed. Anyway, but um I get to give I get to take credit for that. So um and I want to say this though, in case you feel like that you have been going through stuff, right? Um, and that you are currently going through stuff. I want us here, this is your B-tip of the week, really of the month, of this season. So that means I'll be saying this, um, I'll remember to say this quite a bit because your B-tip of the season, B-tip of the week, (laughs) B-tip of the month is to practice showing up unfinished. That's literally what I'm sitting here before you today doing. I am unfinished. My story is not finished. My testimony is not fully written, like the the better part or the best parts of it. And yet I still wanted to come before y'all and just to let y'all know like what I'm even dealing with and going through. It's kind of like a an oral diary for me, right? An oral uh, journal entry uh, for me tonight. Um, and so the fact that, um, I, y'all, y'all know that, so I've been out of work really since May, technically April, but, um, out of work since May and I'm going to say, I'm going to insert this quite a few times because y'all know I'm a believer and as that's just it and going to be no question about that, that I still literally do not regret, um, anything. Like I don't regret being led and knowing because the 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 beauty in it and where my peace is being restored even in the midst of this storm is that I um I know that I only you know took heed and and abided by and obeyed what I was moved to do and what I was you know what I literally saw so what I saw with my carnal eye what I felt in my spirit, what brought me peace within my soul, you know, and then just like kind of blossomed, you know, um, from the inward out. And so, um, but, you know, I've been without, I've been out of work since then. And so my former employer, one, 
I'm just learning as of recently, they have been making sure that I didn't even receive. So let me also say, which I shouldn't feel like I have to give this preface, but I'll share it anyway. Because again, I'm just being transparent and it's just naturally me to kind of interject certain pieces, right? Do give these parenthetical statements um, along the story, along the way. Um, that it, of course, it's not like I was, I'm the person that I'm not knocking or judging anyone, but just just saying for me, for Benia, that I'm not the person that ever, even in the past, in the past, if I've ever needed to get like food stamps, right, um, that they try to, and I know I've mentioned this before, but that they will try to, you know, say, like, oh, you know, apply for, for this. But this is definitely even before the pandemic, right? So before they got this, I'm sure, overwhelming amount of individuals applying for this, these different assistance programs and things like that. But I've never wanted to be the person like to get more than really what I needed. Like if I just needed help with food, then that's just all I wanted. If I needed help with that at some point, I think, yeah, well, I'm, at some point when I just insurance, right? Like, okay, so Medicare, Medicaid, something um, or whatever, like that would be it. And they look, oh no, go for TCA, go for this. It's like, it, you know, like in TCA, for those of you that may not know, which is totally fine, it stands for temporary cash assistance. Um, and so it, it's set to be a program. Um, to help individuals like to have some sort of income to come and you have some obligations. So I used to work for a work program. So usually you would have to, uh, well, yeah, I think regardless, you would have to sign into a program like that and call a work program. And either if you're already working, that's fine. It kind of helps your case. You kind of just check in. They give you, I think some work programs, they might give you like bus tokens or a bus pass or something like that. And kind of just keep that. And you're still, as long as you're under a certain amount um, that you, uh, as far as your income, then you still receiving your TCA benefits type thing. Um, and so, you know, just different things. So I've never wanted, you know, more than what it is that I needed, like I said. And so fast forward to, like I said, what I've recently learned is that my former employer has made sure, made sure, made sure that I didn't even receive like, anything as far as like unemployment. Now, mind you, unemployment, um, as far as it seemed, it, well, <laughs> I'll say this and I'll still go to that. So as far as it seemed, it seemed like it was readily available, you know, for anybody that was out of, like was misplaced, you know, out of work during the pandemic because we're still very well in it. The issue, and it was crazy because I just, I know I just said this and talking to my producer right before the show um, went live is that I know I mentioned that the unfortunate part is in so many different sectors um, and areas of life that too many people, especially the people that, unfortunately hold any type of authority that make any, that do any decision-making um, for the masses that they have normalized this pandemic. And it's not normal. There is a lot of trauma that we have been seeing in this. Y'all know that, um, that we all are experiencing and have been experiencing for over a year now, straight. So imagine the people, imagine those of us that are in therapy, you know, about, you know, issues that we've been dealing with in the past, um, like just in, in the past, like as far as our childhood. And so childhood, you know, is years rolled by as children, right? When did you really learn? That's a question. When did you really learn the value of time? Um, that like, not just like the significance of it, but even just the value of, it, of like how many hours are in a day, how many minutes are in an hour, how many seconds are within an, a minute, 
and, you know, just how to put that together, how long it usually should take to do this. A lot of us are in our, well, in our 30s and well, just well into our adulthood still trying to figure that out, truthfully. And then on top of that, it's the concurrent, you know, lesson along with that is figuring out, you know, then I said like the significance of the time, right? Um, and so that's why when a lot of you talk about that time is of the essence that time matters, excuse me, to you mostly and that you don't like to waste your time. I totally get it. I hear you. And like I said many times before, and I'll continue to say that for me, mostly is that, um, y'all see me swiping across my shirt. Remind me that it's because I'm looking at something like a little speck on my screen. <laughs> and it's not that it's actually something on my shirt. And then sometimes it is actually, okay, sidetracked again. Um, but just that the, you know, the overall idea is that long story short is that the people have normalized this trauma that we're currently experiencing. Um, and so it sometimes makes it harder. Um, <laughs> that's okay, Desi. Hi, welcome. Um, actually just getting started. You're not that late. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh Lord. Standing in the late line. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, it's so much going on. Um, and like I said, that there, everywhere you turn, there are people that have normalized, um, what we all experiencing, this trauma that we're experiencing. And then trauma, the thing is trauma is personal. Like it's personal. It's just customized. That, that's it. Remember that trauma is customized. And so even just, just like even like a garment, right? So there's a garment, you get a custom made garment, but that fabric, follow me, the fabric that's made uh, the fabric that I'm sorry that is utilized and used for this customized piece still matches some other customized piece somewhere else. So you still very well may not be wearing the exact garment that someone is wearing. So you may have, you know, we know this, like you could have a customized jacket that was made for you, but somewhere else, somebody has some pants in this exact same fabric. Now it could be across the world. It could be across the street. You know, it could be um, across the ocean. It could be whatever. But um, the mere fact is that unless you made it yourself and whipped it up yourself, and most of us did not create our own trauma. Now, a lot of us, contributed to our trauma in some way, shape, or fashion. I said that before. I know I definitely even mentioned it last week that even if it's, you know, well, I allowed it to happen a little longer or just that, you know, maybe once I started getting an inkling that this is something that's not right, maybe I didn't say anything or I just didn't, you know, kind of go with that vibe to kind of figure that out, right? So I may have elongated or delayed the process of getting to a resolve and I'm not by any means victim blaming, victim shaming at all. Um, but I think just as humans uh, that we make the mistake of sometimes contributing to our trauma. And a lot of times it's because we don't know it. And that's why I always speak up for the people that may have, um, you know, not so good uh, that we'll talk about or think about like attributes or um, characteristics or persona, overall personas that we, um, just don't, you know, that people just don't know. Sometimes people do not know that they're shitty people. They just don't know it sometimes. Um, <laughs> and that's why it's like, it's not on us to hold people, not necessarily not to hold them accountable, but not to hold them to it. Like, okay, if you, once you realize like, they don't even know that they acting like that. Okay. Now, if you feel that you have a, a, some way to um, inform them, and get in there to let them know that, that they may actually receive that, then that's good. And I would try to um, do that. If not, then it's not your burden to bear. 
It's for you to, you know, get out of a situation and get out of, you know, get the lesson out of the blessing or the blessing out of the lesson or both um, out of a situation that you are meant to get. And that's it. Right. So, yes. Okay, you don't have to wait. Okay. All right. Thank you. She didn't even say please. She didn't even say please. Um, everything was all fine. So uh, back to the matter at hand is that, so long story short, I found out that my former employer, that they, um, like I said, made sure that I haven't received like even like unemployment. And I also have not. doesn't mean that I, I told y'all even this before, that I was smart. Even before I, like when I saw that things were just getting ugly and nasty at work, I started to kind of put and drop into some application somewhere, submitting resumes. Truthfully, I really feel like it's because I've been led like not to work for anybody else before. It doesn't mean that I haven't put forth any effort though. That's the thing. Like I'm seeing it, you know, kind of, air out and work itself out the way it's supposed to, the way God has intended it. Because my faith, while sometimes it has, you know, grown weary, it happens. It's even mentioned in the Bible, it says, you know, don't grow weary in well-doing. So, you know, doing the, all things that that I've been led to do, that's what brings me back to that, um, spiritually, and just seeing things and knowing like, okay, this is not good. This is not conducive for my peace, my health, my whatever. Um, and so, you know, just making, you know, decisions and, and moves, you know, accordingly. Um, I still, like I said, was, was smart about things. Right. And so either way that I just, I've been without work, um, and also have not received, had any income this entire time. Is that not crazy? I kid y'all not. So um, things started like to pile on at some point uh, throughout all of last month. Definitely. I think that was, that was like the hardest, maybe sometime in July, I think. So like, yeah, because at some point I told y'all like this past month and a half. So let's say the past two months, July and, um, July and August for sure. Um, that, you know, I was like, okay, like, you know, things are, you know, ugly. I still, I pay rent, right? I told y'all that my landlord had passed away. Um, and so, of course, his properties, you know, had to be rolled over to new management, which was his son-in-law that I had been in contact with. Um, and just, you know, just imagine, like, just think of just what that feels like. And if y'all have gotten to know me, especially for people that have caught the show, um, you know, over a, a good amount of time that you'd be able to pick up the fact, like, I'm not this person. I don't like to be the person that owes people. If you don't really know that, at least you should be able to pick up the fact that I don't like to feel like I'm getting over nobody. Like, I'm the helper. I'm the doer. That's just what I do and who I am. Um, there's one lock. That's just, okay. Um, and so that doesn't feel good, right? And so in trying to just get everything together, long story short, is at the, at the beginning of August, um, it was like the first week of August, I swear it was like the fourth, sixth or eighth or something like that. Um, they called and long story short told me that I needed to get out by the end of the month. They gave me three weeks, three weeks to get out of a house that I had been in for three years. Um, and so imagine, right? And so it's like, okay, gotta, I'm believing, I'm trusting, I gotta, okay. So I am in this place where I am now, of course, is me figuring out that um, it's definitely the sign for me to let go of something that I probably was trying to hold on to. I guess if I was smart, I really would have picked up on the fact that I probably even got an inkling or just a thought of when it was like of even um, leaving my my former employer, right? Um, leaving them behind once that had happened, then 
of just considering like, bro, bro, I might lose this house or I might, you know, this and that. And that right there, if I had, if that's what I mean, but sometimes we contribute to our own trauma because if we get to a, a better place of thinking, so I'm getting there, I'm obviously not there yet. And that's why I said, I'm um, sh- um, showing up um, and uh, kind of like practicing what I'm preaching, <laughs> uh, showing up as an example, right? Offering myself as a living example in real time of practicing showing up unfinished um, is that, you know, I'm still, I, obviously, like, I hope I would hope that the next time around something, okay, yeah, it's the bathroom upstairs, but okay. She came down here, it's the bathroom, it's the bathroom upstairs, right next to the room. I digress. Um, and so, what happened? Oh, so the fact that, um, you know, if I really had a thought things through back then and not have been trying to hold on to something, I probably should have been letting go of. See, there are even things I'm actually going to this thing that I screenshotted um, before I have a couple of them. And so here's this one. Um, when I read this, think of, see what you think of when you hear this. If life can remove someone you never thought of losing, it can replace with someone you never dreamt of having. Now, when I recently read that, I literally just screenshot that like yesterday. That was by Rachel Walchin. I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, I really, I read it as like, I think I truthfully like literally read it and remove something. I didn't even, this is the first time I'm actually seeing this as someone. So, you know, I said, think of what you see, what you think of when you hear me read this. Um, and so I really read it as something like more broad than just someone, right? A person. So of course, to, probably to the naked eye, people would think of like a relationship, situationship, whatever, maybe family, friend or something like that. But truthfully, I thought of something. So really it just see how you will hear and interpret things from where you are from. So I'm just dealing with that, knowing that the three major um, issues that I have been facing, challenges <laughs> that I've been facing right now is issues regarding my home, right? My house, uh, where my daughter would live, uh, my daughter's schooling, um, and my car, right? So keep those three in mind. And so um, is like if I had been in a mindset to even consider the fact that, again, if I so if I rewrite this as if life can remove something you never thought of losing, it can replace it can replace with something you never dreamt of having. Right. Whereas I feel like out of all of this, likely it'll mean that I'm out of this home. Right. And in something else that I probably didn't see happening. Right. Because I really did not like even right now. And if y'all remember when I was really deeper in it and I'm say this now, I guess catch this. This is another B tip of the week. Um, So that one before is your B tip of the season. Remember, I said B tip of the at least for the month, but B tip of the season, which is practice showing up unfinished. This one is and I'm continuing with the story, but the fact that when it felt worse. Yeah, it felt worse, but I was, yeah, okay, what am I saying? What, it felt worse, right? It felt bad, but um, I was doing worse, right? Now the more, <laughs> fast forward to the fact that it, as in just my stuff, my situation, my circumstance, is technically at its worst, um, but I feel better about it, right? Isn't that crazy? Right. That's literally that's that piece that surpasses all I'm saying to baby. Like it's just it's something about it. And you can't 
ever get me to think that everything is not spiritual. There's always a spiritual component to everything, right? And so that's what makes this sometimes pretty difficult. And so where I pray for just all of us to get to a place of where we can receive these things. And as I, you know, get deeper into my story in the last like 30 minutes that we have the show, that, um, that each person is able to hear this rather than to be like, oh, she done. Like, why was she not? She was moved to do this. What? What in the world, right? Like, but that's where we prejudge people. Um, and that's just not the environment that I'm trying to create. And it's not just that it's me, but it's the fact that that's how I hear other people when they share their stuff. Um, and so uh, here's, here's something else. And this is actually a quote from Meredith Gray. Hey, Mayor. <laughs> um, I don't know why we all hang on to something we know we're better off letting go of. It's like we're scared to lose what we don't even really have. Some of us say we'd rather have something than absolutely nothing. But the truth is to have it have way is harder than not having it at all. So again, me reading that from my circumstance, right? Keep in mind. Okay. Um, and so I'll get to that third because I know it was another third one that I had uh, screenshot. Um, but so it's just the fact of me learning like, okay, I, I really do wish that I had have thought of this, you know, back when, right? I remember I was at the park with my daughter and um, and my baby sister. It's a better way to get y'all to know, follow who I'm talking about. And so they were playing and I remember getting that call and I'm like, boo, like that's what, what else am I supposed to say? I really had no fight in it, right? It was just the ask like to vacate. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess. Like I get it because I'd already owed them. I'd already owed my landlord at past. Um, and so here it is, you know, this is rolled over to them. I get it. That's the thing. Cause I don't like to owe people. Like it does not feel good in any way, shape or form. Um, and so it was just like, okay, like I, I don't need to fight this. Either. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And so fast forward to more recently of really trying to just make things happen. My job only has three, these three weeks. Right. And so still being led to do other things. I announced to y'all last week. Um, that I'm really still happy and proud of the fact that I released my book. Um, and so that is definitely how it's like waves in it. Like things get like, there's valleys and peaks, man, peaks and valleys. Um, and so literally released my first published book, I, like in the midst of this, um, you know, I'm a published author. So literally in the exact same weekend that I, you know, announced to the world that I'm now a published author and release my book about releasing. Um, so like I told you, that's a letter um, to everything that was sent to kill me. And so re- releasing just that, um, who who would know? Who knew that the storyline is also <laughs> like simultaneously in the same time, the exact same weekend, my face and eviction, right? Um, so not a not a pretty word, right? Um, not a pretty process or circumstance to be in. And so um it bolts to that with the 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 I guess I'll just say the new landlord, like with um speaking to him, it was just like, you know, initially like early August. Um, it was like, hey, yeah, I'll come in like the week before and then we'll do the final walkthrough on the last day of the month, which was the 31st, right? So this past Tuesday. And so that was always the plan. Now, all this time I hadn't heard anything. No, I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't gotten any letters. They said they would do a write-up and send it so I could sign it. They could sign it. Nothing. Um, and so truthfully, I felt like, okay, maybe maybe a little more humanity came in there. And am I, you know, really wanting them to... Um, you know, kind of be in the hole again, like another month or anything. No, no not at all still. And especially because I'm considering their loss. Like I even felt bad when he was still living. Like 
I don't like to, it's just, ugh, I can't express that enough. I cannot stress that. And so, um, child, he, he uh, what happened? Oh, so, um, well, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, so then um, he talked about that. He would, like I said, come in the week before, do that last walkthrough. And so I never got it. Like I said, never got anything. And so I literally, oh, because I was like, oh, you know, this is all for me. I will say that it was probably just a jab from the devil, not necessarily this whole scenario, because remember, we have to be cautious of, we talked about this before, of being able to, you know, praying about our discernment and to decipher between you know, what, who was sent or what was sent by the enemy, what was sent by our creator. Like, um, and so just the part of like, oh, I would hear from the landlord on the day of my book release, right? When I was at the book expo, um, that, that, that's the only, that's the first time I heard from him since the beginning of the month, so three weeks prior. And so it was just like, hey, I wanted to follow up on the email I sent. It's like, what? I want you to be, I want to be very clear. I didn't get any email. I do not want you to think that I was ignoring you. And so um, he wound up, I, I asked him like to forward it to me because I made sure I checked on my computer. I checked on my phone. Like I'm searching, like, you know, I'm like, hey, what is even your email address? I didn't know the man's last name. Like everything that rolled over, but it's just, I ain't gonna say it's janky because by all means, like I'm appreciative more than anything. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, so that was that. And so I got the email. And so originally he emailed me on the 20th to try to come in like the weekend of the 23rd. And so that didn't happen. Right. And so now here it is again, like the weekend of the 27th. So just this past weekend. And um, so we're talking, I think by this time, it's like the, I don't know, it was early this week, probably I think like Sunday, Monday. Um, and so I'd been trying, just had been trying all this time, like applying to different things, anything that I heard of or saw pop up, like I'd given up, but still was working through giving up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as in giving up of like, I'm not about to fight these people to keep their property. Like, it's theirs. Like, I get it. Like, I, I mean, what else am I supposed to do? Um, and so I come to the conclusion of, and what I wanted texting him was like, hey, oh, I'm sorry. In the, yeah, no, no, right. Because I was about to go out of order. So I texted him and said, hey, you know, I just decided that I'm going to just leave everything up and trash all my stuff. Like, my daughter and I are just going to go to a shelter. Like, that's it. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. And so they're upset about the fact that I wasn't leaving them an empty property. Um, and so it just goes into, I wound up actually hearing from his wife, who was my late uh, landlord's uh, daughter. And so a mixture in there, like some some nice nasty, right? But I get it. Again, still that's the thing. Like, I still get it, which I also get this, but just to a point of reference is that I don't think there's any like true consideration of where I'm coming from. Literally explains to them that, hey, I had COVID. Technically, I was really forced to resign, but here, you know, so I'm out of work. I had COVID. My daughter had COVID. I've been out of work since. Like, this is a real thing. So that's what I mean by like uh, normalizing this whole traumatic experience that all of us are experiencing. Like, all of us are under this and then it's customized for each of us. So some it's for some people that have lost, you know, one person or uh, somebody else has lost many people, someone that is like whatever throughout this whole pandemic, I had been working, I was doing fine. Like, and then it got to the point of where I'm not, I got the actual virus and then my daughter had like the scare of that. And then just, I mean, so much, like, I don't, I don't understand what is hard to, to get. And so, um, it was just a mixture of that to me with my response of responding back. Then it kind of changed to like, oh, you know, I'm praying for you. You know, I don't, I don't think I question that you're going through a hardship. Like, 
okay, all right, thank you. Um, and so it was just the mention of like that my father was so nice to you and patient with you. And so it didn't help, but I also just wasn't at the place, really didn't have the energy to like debate of like, you know, I get where you're trying to go, but that's not fair. Like, I know y'all don't want to hear anything and I don't have horrible things to say about my late landlord at all, truthfully. But just, uh, I think of with any, a person that owns a property and someone in the property, you know, but there's going to be something. And so while y'all might want to believe like, you know, it's just always oh, nice and, and patient with you. Yes. But please don't think that everything was like peachy cream. Like I'm not daunting anybody, especially not deceased, but anybody's name unnecessarily. But I mean, it's, it's simple things of the fact that like with rent truthfully used that we recently, and I mean, in this year, had gotten to the place, and not even at the beginning, but like, well, a few months ago, had gotten to the place of like paying rent via cash app, you know what I mean? Like electronic, like payments, whereas before it was always money order or cash without a receipt, right? And so, and so with the pickups, it would be like, well, you know, hey, I would have it ready. Um, and so fast forward to when I first moved in here, it was the police brutality situation. So he dealt with that. He dealt with the fact that it was just, I think that first month, like after I moved in paid, um, you know, double and all, you know, you do all that, the security deposit and first month's rent, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then uh, it was just that that next month, you know, what was late because I, the police were telling you, girl, child, get the book. Okay, I was supposed to say girl because I'm used to telling the story, but get the book, child. You'll you'll be able to read in detail about the police brutality scenario. And so, um, yeah, and uh, child, <laughs> it was like, you know, so that was that. And then I remember fast forward to when I helped pay for somebody's funeral. Um, I remember him mentioning like, you know, well, uh, you know, I was two le- two weeks late, rather. I was two weeks late on paying rent. And he said, well, you know, you deemed it uh, necessary or deemed it more important to pay for somebody's funeral than pay for your rent. You know, it's just like, wow, like who's in this pandemic, right? Um, so I was like, yeah, sorry. I didn't plan it. I don't think they planned it either. Like, so that was that. Um, and still paid him. Like, so even during the pandemic, like it's been paying. So the fact that, like I was saying, like the pickup part was that at a lot of the times, a lot of the times I would have ready and it would say that or whatever, or it would just be ready. So I, after a while, I just left it like, whenever I hear from him, then that's just when I'll tell him I have it. Here you go. Yes, come get it or whatever. But it would, tur- it turned into like, you would just come pick it up and it wouldn't be on, it would do on the first shore. Um, it wouldn't come and get it on the first, a lot of times, quite a few times, it was like at the end of the month. And so that kind of turned into like a habit. And then I guess he forgot that or whatever. And that's, that, that sucks. Um, but I know at some point, like it mentioned, like, you know, cause you'd be late with the rent. It's like, no, it kind of just went to that. And so me, for me to switch that, I guess, but no, and it was in, in the pandemic now. So me to kind of switch what has been kind of the precedent for over like a year now. No, but okay, sure. Um, and then not that I was looking for credit, but it's like, in a sense, like, give me credit. Like I'm still paying you in this pandemic. Like that literally just one. So beside as of recently, right. And I'm not, not that I'm saying that that negates like, oh, you know, help me out or anything, but cause that's what already has happened. I've been here for a couple months and without paying anything. So that's still God's grace. Cause I mean, you know, the mortuary, I forget how to pronounce it, mortuarium, mortuarium, the thing with evictions and all that, that could have been the case, you know, early on. And so I get that they also just didn't want to go that route. Um, probably for the, I'm sure the fees are involved in all that and just probably that is elongated process. And so neither did I, I don't even like the feeling of having eviction like on my name. Like I had to go through it once and that was like a while ago. And it was actually me that asked them to do that because it would have helped. It literally that help that I needed 
it helped with that. I think like social service or whatever. You actually needed an eviction notice. Hey, can y'all just file it? Okay, cool. It helped and everything was resolved. It was easy. Um, but either way, still that's one. And then here it is now, it'll be another one. Oh my God, like it just doesn't feel good. And so fast forward to the fact that, you know, me trying to still explain, I think that I don't think they know the whole story, but I also know they don't care either. Cause I get it. Not just saying them personally, but just anybody, they just wouldn't care. But it's just, it's literally been so much y'all like, for real. Like, like I said, just recently, I'm thinking all this time that I was waiting, you know, to get unemployment, just finding out once I got through to them hearing uh, this lady having me on hold for a while. She comes back with the third time, finally, like, hey, I'm sorry I had you on hold so much. I'm just really trying to find out why you were denied. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was. She was like, oh, yeah, there's a letter I see here that they told you on May 7th that you were denied. I'm like, hey, here it is in August, almost the end of August. Like, n- no, I, I didn't know that they didn't tell me that. I was like, actually, that's the date that I applied. Like, what in the world? So that was that. And so find out that's how I found out that, like I said, my employer has been making sure of that. So still literally fighting that right now. Um, And so I love how unemployment thinks that the help is like, oh, get somebody, you know, that could witness, you know, what happened for us. Most of them still work there, but, you know, we'll see. I'm hopeful though, right? I have a call immediately after the show today to make, to just see. Um, And so then they have to retell the story over and over. So it was that. It was the fact that, mind you, months, months before everything started really hitting the fan, um, that I had everything set in place in stone for Sydney to attend this school that I know is like great for her. I didn't really want to ever have to compromise that. She needs um, the smaller classroom, the more attention that will come to it. It's a, a Christian-based curriculum. I know I grew up and I went to all of elementary school, I went to Catholic school. Um, but uh, that's not really what I wanted. But it's the fact that it's Christian-based and it's like a Black Christian school. Uh, so they, you know, push Black, Black, Blacky, Black and Christian curriculum, absolutely. And smaller classroom attention that she needs um, in order for, us, for her to really grow and, and to succeed and just be who it is that she's called to be. Like, this is, you know, perfect. And so all that was set in stone. At some point, I was going to pay her whole year off. Went to do that. And that's when I found that I was scammed out of almost $5,000, you know, thousands of dollars scammed. So that was under, that's under investigation. Um, just, I mean, like, it was like, every time I would turn around, like, it was like back to back, just losing, 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 losing. Um, and here I am. So it was like, it just even as of last week, trying to figure like, okay, Lord, it doesn't mean that I'm not supposed, she's not supposed to go to the school. You know, I'm listening to you. Am I I'm supposed to get out of this house? That's fine. But where am I supposed to go? In the meantime, like there are technically Technically, you know, a few different houses, sure, but every house I could think of, they're at capacity, you know, like you think, of course you make it work, but you, it's not ideal. And I know that none of this is ideal. And so it just sucks and it's very unfortunate. And so it's trying to figure it out. But really the truth being, truth being, if I can be my truth, nowhere to go, nowhere to go, nowhere, any household, like I said, I can think of that would even want to, and that would more than likely like make accommodation. But as far as that's just for me and Sydney and like some stuff, that's not our stuff. That's not our things. So that's back to why I told my landlord and I'm like, you know, I'll leave everything. I'll just trash it. Does that make me feel good? All the things I've worked hard for to just go in the trash. And I re- I guess it would help. Like I'd rather just not see it. Y'all dump it and do away with it. I'll pick up her school stuff and that's it. Like, so they fought me on that. They were upset about that. So that's what made the wife reach out to me. Like I said, and I just changed, you know, her, her tune changed a little bit. Like I just mentioned, like, just imagine where I'm coming from. 
Like, the fact that I didn't think to end it all. Like, come on. Like, so, you know, like I said, it changed up a lot. You know, I'm praying for you and all that because my late landlord is uh, a pastor and an apostle. Um, and so they iterated and reiterated that they are, you know, believers and all, which I appreciate and would have, you know, not necessarily would have saying that I would have thought that would help as in like to get over. It's not the case, but just a little more hard. But I told y'all in this season that I'm really learning and God has really been showing me that I can depend or know, like I am not to depend on anyone, but not even myself, but him. He's the only one that's making ways out of no way, like that we still have a roof over our head. So long story short is that there's been some, Burden lifted off of me a little bit. Um, and mind you, again, I'm telling you all that this is mid-testimony, right? So I'm showing up while the testimony is still being written. Um, that I, the good, because it's in my flesh, it's like, this ain't the good part, but okay. But the good is that as of the 31st, when I was talking to them, because I, uh, like I said, spoke to the the son-in-law and, um, you know, and told him that. Then like I said, I got the text message from the wife. And so that next day on the third, that was the 30th. So then the 31st, um, you know, I text them. Oh, that's what I'm sorry. When I talked to him on the 30th, he had told me like, oh, there's this program. You can, you know, look into them. It was a friend of a friend of ours, of mine, you know, got help from it and all that. And so look into them, applied there. I'm like, okay, you know, I do that. I happened to call them. Um, their system was down and come to find out once I found out the least talking to the lady while the system was down, she did tell me of how to try to get it expedited. And so I, you know, later on, finally get into their system because it was up. And uh, once it was up, and, you know, do the process to get it expedited. And um, come to find out, it's actually a program that I had already applied for that my application probably just sitting along with thousands of others. So it's like, don't y'all dare think in these three weeks that I've done nothing. Now, did I prepare physically, like, for stuff to be moved? No, but I get that. Like, that's... <laughs> I didn't give it all my all, but it's also me pulling myself out of depression mode. Like I haven't been very, but I know I've felt it in here. Like, bros, at some point, I just want you to lay in my bed. But I still like over the weekend when I released my book, I had my nieces and nephews. Like I've had things and done things, not for them, you know, for the landlords ones, I have to carry it, care about or to worry about. But, you know, at least just for me, like still considering my mental, still showing up and being a mother, keeping a sense of normalcy for Sydney. Like I have to. Truthfully, I didn't know how it would feel. First of all, if I don't have the money to pay y'all, I y'all they'll be they'll show up and see like I don't have the money to get the grace cut. Uh, who am I getting to to move? You know these these items out of the way, and because they were like, well, you know, I would have thought to sell it on Facebook Marketplace or to take it to Goodwill. So you know what? Now that you're saying this on the thirtieth, it's just crossed my mind. It hadn't crossed my mind before because I was worried about so many other things. I did share with them, like, and I'm worried about it. My tags are expired. They were expired as the thirtieth. I just found out that I have to pay like. Uh, something of not just for the tax, but like $300 to get to the point of then paying the oh, the $300 and like $60 for the admin fees as like two administrative fees. Got it. Um, and then pay to get the tax renewed. Like it is a lot. And then, like I said, just about Sydney school. So I applied. So then when I talk about the things that just been snatched for me, how about this? The child support that our father pays was intercepted by the state. The state said, because remember I said about applying. So as I finally caved in, I was like, well, you know, I guess I'll apply for TCA, I just need a little something, something, right? Thinking, so I was like, I'll get this just, you know, for unemployment, just in time, thinking I was waiting for unemployment to come. Child, apparently the TCA had this, or because of TCA, they intercepted the child support that I was receiving. So in a month and a half or in two months time, I've received like $50, I believe. Yeah, I think maybe one time I was third. I don't know. I can't even remember. Um, 
of child support, right? So like child support was snatched away from me. I finally get this letter as of recently that, oh, it was one letter like, oh, your CCA is going to expire at the end of August because we see that your child support payments were more, that's more than, or it's just child support. So trust me, it's not a whole, whole lot carry on, um, that that amount exceeds the amount that you're allowed to get in order to receive TCA. Okay. Um, so that's going to end. Then I get this other letter that didn't make sense until I called in. And then this guy explains to me like, oh yeah, that's the fact that the state intercepted and took your child support because you were getting TCA, but they didn't want to give you TCA. And then so after your TCA ends at the end of August, then three months after that, then they'll start to give you your child support back. Like... <laughs> bruh <laughs> okay so when I say like I said it was and it's, it felt like it was within a week's time maybe two weeks but it almost felt like like those different things that I've said that I was like losing out on day after day like it was like okay I can't keep getting denials I can't keep getting no's I can't keep getting I lost this I can't keep checking for this and seeing where this went like I can't keep losing out I can't keep doing that um and so I still kept like yielding like God I'm still gonna do what it is that you need me to do like still like will you will you in the midst of the storm literally what we're talking about like what you hear about in church what you read about in the Bible like it's applying it to real life like will you still work your purpose work your purpose work or uh, your assignments, you know, your divine obligations, will you still do that when you're led to do that, even in the midst of the storm, when everything is against you? Like, I feel like everything's against me, but yet still. And so here came my book. And I, I know that's something that's, uh, you know, really a blessing to other people. The fact of just hearing that, so, oh my gosh, experiences that I had, um, and I'll get more into those probably next week that I'm running out of time, but um, experiences that I had during that book release, the Black Authors Book Expo was really amazing for me. Um, and I know like some other authors, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if they had the same experiences as I did, but I mean, man, like powerful. This uh, even hearing from some folks that, you know, started reading my book and just questions or thoughts that they've had, like just, I mean, it, I ain't gonna lie, and I swear it's not being biased. Like, it's kind of powerful because it really took about some heavy major stuff. So me just sharing this with y'all for this past hour, you know, um, gives you a glimpse of how, like, things, when things happen in my life, that things can get heavy. Like, things can be hard. And I, I still make it through because I would really help me is when I was speaking to a very dear friend of mine, um, who I, so this has forced me then to open my mouth more, um, and speak to people, but also at some point, and that's why I said it's, it's a difficult thing when it's spiritual, um, not difficult, but more challenging. Um, but the reward of course is much greater and much sweeter. Um, even now on this side of Zion and the next, right. Um, because then I was, you know, it was just confirmed. I don't know. The words just hit different to hear them this time. of like, you, I really would not have known you were going through all of this. You wear it so well. And so that's where, when you read those posts when people like, oh, remember like these reminders, which are true um, of, you know, just because they wear it well, doesn't mean that they want to, or that they have to, you know, so to be kind, you never know what people are going through. Like all of those things where my platform, my personal platform comes from, because people would never know. And I mean, the people closest to me would never know all that I'm dealing with. The only glimpse I really had of that was when my last boyfriend a couple years ago, we were living together and those things would 
go wrong. I didn't, I didn't realize that I was losing out because I was with him and God was trying to show me otherwise, but okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like he was able to see only because he was living in house, like, you know, just to see, um, and bear witness, you know? Um, so it just, it just is what it is, but I'm really here to be a living testament, right? So my testimony is part one of my, you know, pay, uh, more current, um, or as you guess, there's a present testimony of, of just how, of like what I've been dealing with. Um, and even having, like I said, when unemployment uh, mentioned, like to have someone, I had to reach out to um, folks that, you know, I used to work with and I have to give them a, a glimpse of what I'm dealing with. Like in one, I had somebody that I had been, you know, sharing, not necessarily like fluffing, but sharing like just the freedom that I feel, which I still feel it. And so I, and a part of me feels like I need to go back to make sure I do like damage control. So because I hope that I'm not discouraging anyone. Like if God is staring up something in you, if you're, if the spirit is leading you to do something, all you can do is seek him to find out exactly how to do it, when to do it, you know, whatever it is that he's calling you to do or to let go of, to release or to embrace, to embark on, whatever the case may be. Um, because I, while I may be sharing, you know, the hardships of it, I know of what's coming, like, is about to be ridiculous. It's already good now because it, like I said before, and I forget how exactly how I put it. I kind of put it a slip away, so I messed it all up when I tried to repeat it earlier. But the fact that it's worse now, but I feel better than when I felt worse when it was better. You get what I'm saying? Like a little while ago, like I said, it was dark and it was heavy and all that's when I felt worse, but it was actually better. You know, I wasn't facing it. So now it's like worse, <laughs> truthfully, you know, on the surface, but I feel better about it. It's my restored joy, my restored peace. And still just making through, like still coming before y'all like every week. You know what I mean? Like that's doing something for me, but just the fact that there's still something that brings me to this. What I have wanted to thought, it probably slightly crossed my mind a little earlier to say like, you know what, I ain't about to. I do that show, but I didn't, like, I easily dismissed it. I realized that even seeing, um, that uh, having a conversation with my brother's mom, earlier, shout out to T-Mac, man, I, feel, I know I feel much better just today alone for the fact that she held me and prayed for me. Like, it is something about, if you say that you pray for people and pray with people, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. Let me tell you something. It makes a difference. If you are ever felt and led to pray with somebody, like physically touch them. And I get that it's COVID. I get it. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not pushing you to do it. And I get that. And I get that it's COVID. So the, just the mere fact that I really miss, like it's just in church if it's like physical altar call going up, you know, hands on. But I understand back to what I've been saying before, that this is really the season for the true believers, that you have to wrap yourself, you know, and pray to be wrapped over and over and over again with the presence of the Lord. So that way you feel, you know, that his, his presence is the void, you know, fills that void of physical touch of somebody, you know, holding you or holding your hand and you're going up for altar call or something like, and I'm using that as an example, because that's something that I definitely miss of going, you know, when going to church, like I miss that. Like right now, me going through heavy stuff, I would have been up at the altar, you know, and yet I've been getting my deliverance in my own seat, you know, socially distanced, you know what I mean? Like I've been receiving that and my spirit is still being fed because I am seeking after him. Like, so I am all of that, all things considered, I am fine. 
That's the thing. Like, I am all right. And that is really because of the goodness of God. Like, it is not going to make sense to somebody that doesn't believe. It's not going to make sense. And the crazy part is on the flip side, it doesn't make sense to me that there's people out here in the world that that life without God. There is no life without him. More, moreover, that charts a life without Jesus. Is it? The only way really to get to God that we learn is through Christ Jesus. And if you ain't, baby, listen, y'all see him on my shirt? Listen, it's my main man, JC, okay? I like to call him Jesus Lamar Christ because I would like to believe he has a middle name. And I think it's Lamar. So um, y'all welcome in on that one. <laughs> but yeah, like it's just, it's it's going through. It, it's, it's going. Uh, I'm going through, but actually doing just that. I mean, I still showed up this morning and, you know, prayed on the prayer line. Like I'm still showing up for, you know, assignments and, and things like that because I don't, I, I'm proud of my progress spiritually and, and, and humanly, human, both ways, right? <laughs> so my flesh and my spirit like has really matured because I don't see where like, um, there, I told y'all was this drama about like Sydney's camp that she was with, right? And so our dance instructor and all that. And so something like that, like seeing this person that really got over on people and just, I don't know, just seemed shady. Like you don't want to believe she is, but oh Lord. Um, that, you know, like living on, she's about to get married, which I'm, I'm happy for, right? Uh, but I think my, the opening would have been like, oh my goodness, people out here living their lives, they're being blessed and all that. And they're, you know, shading people or getting out over on people. And this and third, here I am trying to do good. And here I am going through this. And that, I, that has not crossed my mind once. It's not until I was just in the conversation earlier where like it, I, it just it dawned on my God brought that to me. Like, look, be proud of yourself. Like, that's it. And so, um, even like, even like, I know I started receiving words of like one of yield to his plan. Um, and then it was also like, you know, it might be a test of time where, you know, you endure some embarrassment. So that even speaks to my progress and my growth, because I know I used to always say the number one thing I couldn't deal with was embarrassment. I did not want to deal with that whatsoever. Um, but here I am. And it, I don't even take it as embarrassment. Like I had to reach out to these, you know, former colleagues. One, both of them basically told me in a way, one I definitely thought would have because I hadn't thought of her initially, but then the other one was just like, oh, I'll write you a positive reference, but I don't really want to write an anonymous note. It's fine. Okay. And it's because I want to share y'all, I told y'all this other thing. I used to want to protect my name in situations. Now I just want to protect my peace. I let whoever think whatever. That means something different to me than I think however I've ever read that before because I would look at it like, Y'all know me. I don't mind, you know, explaining myself, right? And so, and the goodness of it all is that I'm grateful that because I was late, the reason why I was late today is because I was coming from an event at Sydney School that she's still about to start. So my baby is about to start big girl school next week. Um, remember when I said I was really, really, really um, worried about that and just trying to figure that out. So making it through, man. So just know, like I said, Continue to practice showing up unfinished. I used to be the person that didn't want you to see me if I was getting dressed. I don't give them really late night. I don't want you to see me until I'm dressed. Now, I mean, I got my robe on and still got my rollers in my hair. Like, it is what it is. You're going to get this halfway testimony. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, Maceo, Maceo, the middle part of it, right? I'm not just going to tell you about the beginning and the end. I'm going to tell you about the beginning, the middle, and the end. It's somewhere in between as well. That's what we're supposed to do. That's the way for me to encourage you to keep pressing on because you will see 
light after this. It was raining, the sun is shining, baby. The sun is coming out and you have to embrace that part as well, not just once the sun is at its full peak, okay? You got it? All right, I hope you do. Remember, B tip of the season is practice showing up unfinished. So that way the reward is so much greater when you are finished. Until next time, peace.